Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and I get to uh, host this show and bring to you all of the really good stuff that comes from our amazing presenters from the Catholic world, contributing to a show that's all about faith and hope and love and life and that has for almost a decade now been speaking really vibrantly, well we hope so anyway, into the lives of people right around Australia. We're just so fortunate and really honoured to be partnering with so many Christian radio stations around Australia, contributing to the wonderful thing which is this this network of network of hope really, network of the joy of the gospel and, and I tell you what, the people that we've got on the show today are hopefully going to do just that for you. We're going to be hearing from the, from the likes of Father Mike Delaney, he's from, uh, he's from down in Tassie, he's going to talk to us about his experience of having to jump on a boat and travel out to, to, to Bruny Island for church out there and, and uh, he's got some really really cool things to say actually, some interesting insights. Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey is her segment, all the good stuff God wants to bring us. She's, um, she's going to talk to us about being discerning in our diets, diets of lots of stuff, food for sure, but there's lots of things we need to be discerning in. Getting here from the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton from down in the, the, the Diocese of Bathurst. He wants to talk to us about baptism. What a significant event that is in the life of any Christian, and therefore we should know when it was and who did it and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't mind. I know the day I was brought into the, the family of God, maybe we should all know it. Mother Hilda Scott's going to talk to us about a story she's heard about a guy called Guido and John the Twenty Third, Pope John the Twenty Third, who was just a really holy, beautiful man. But to kick us off, we're going to hear from oh, just a really good priest, Father Slowick Plonker. He's based out at Eagle Vale at the moment in uh, the Diocese of Wollongong. We love him here. He's been just uh, such an amazing contributor to, to not only Mass for You at Home, which is where we get these gospel reflections on the Sunday reading, the Sunday gospel each week. Um, he's doing incredible things out there at, uh, at Eagle Vale and a whole lot of things. He's certainly embraced all the principles of renewal that are connected with divine renovation. Unfortunately, we're, we're losing him. He's going to be heading over to Perth. He's, he's part of the, the OMIs and, and that order. have got a basilica over in Perth, and that's where he's heading. We've got him for a few more weeks yet, but, gee, he's going to be missed out here in, uh, in the east. Today, he's, um, he's going to break open the gospel for us, which is Matthew 5, 17 to 37. And he wants to talk to us about deep virtue that, uh, that he thinks Jesus is calling us to in, in the words of this gospel. I think you're going to love it. It's a really, really powerful reflection that we've got from, from Father Slowak Plonka. And we've got some great music in the mix at the start of the show too. Let's hear from Father Slowak and then we'll be hearing from Matt Ma. Lord, I need you. And don't we? Don't we all need to just continually return to the source? Lots to get through in the show, as you can hear from the speed with which I'm speaking. Slow down, Jude. How's that? That's probably a bit better. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've come not to abolish, but to complete them. I tell you solemnly, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, Not one little stroke shall disappear from the law until its purpose is achieved. Therefore, the man who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But the man who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. 
For I tell you, if your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You've learnt how it was said to our ancestors, you must not kill, and if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man calls his brother fool, he'll answer for it before the Sanhedrin. And if a man calls him renegade, he'll answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar, go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time while you're still on the way to the court with him. Or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you'll be thrown into prison. I tell you solemnly, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You've learned how it was said, you must not commit adultery. But I say this to you, if a man looks at a woman lustfully, he's already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye should cause you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it will do you less harm to lose one part of you than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand should cause you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it will do you less harm to lose one part of you than to have your whole body go to hell. It's also been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a writ of dismissal. But I say this to you, everyone who divorces his wife, except for the case of fornication, makes her an adulteress. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've learnt how it was said to our ancestors, you must not break an oath, you must fulfil your oaths to the Lord. But I say this to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, since that is God's throne, or by earth, since that is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, since that is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head either, since you cannot turn a single hair white or black. All you need to say is, yes, if you mean yes, no, if you mean no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Slalwick Plonka. Our Lord teaches us today that our virtue must go deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, otherwise we will not get into the kingdom of heaven. The refrain that runs through this gospel passage is this, you have learned how it was said, for instance, you must not kill, but I say this to you. The virtue of the Pharisees consisted in avoiding breaking the law avoiding wrongdoing, avoiding committing any sin. They were good at that and could neither understand nor forgive those who fell into temptation. But Jesus says to us that it is not enough to simply avoid breaking the commandments or any other moral principles. As his followers, we should actively do good. In this context, we should perhaps examine moments of anger and impatience, times when we lost temper and swore, 
moments of weakness and impurity. But how often do we confess all that we have failed to do? I have sinned because I have received so many talents from God, but I don't put them into action to help my community or my church grow. I have these great ideas that could transform my parish, but I keep them all to myself. I know I should talk to my sister and mend fences, but I prefer to hold grudges instead. I have so much money, but never give generously to the poor and never support charities. I see a need here and there and could do something about it, but do nothing at all. I have so much to give, but I only take. I haven't killed anyone, I haven't stolen from anyone, I haven't broken any of the main commandments, I am a good person. Well, let's listen again to what Jesus says. If your virtue does not go deeper than that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
just then, oh God, how I need you. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. There's a great story told about Pope John XXIII. He had a good friend, Guido, who every day used to bring him the newspaper. On this particular day, the newspaper had a truly horrible article about the Pope in it. It was front page. And so Guido, loving the Pope as he did, hid the paper. The Pope came in. Guido, he said, there's no paper today? Oh, no, Your Holiness, said Guido. Uh, It didn't come. Ah, said the Pope. That's that's a real shame because there's a horrible article in there and it's going to be upsetting. If you'd been able to give me the paper this morning, I would have known the joy of your comfort. The Pope, of course, knew exactly what Guido had done. So often, this is exactly how it is with you and I. Francis Thompson, in a poem, The Hound of Heaven, said this, I fled him down the nights and down the days, I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my own mind, and in despair I hid from him. Aren't they horrible words? In despair I hid from him. In despair, in other words, I allowed myself to forego the comfort of God. You and I, so often when we go to God, we avail ourselves of the opportunity of knowing the comfort of God. Why stay away from him? And here's another truth, another beautiful divine truth. You and I have within us the capacity to comfort the heart of God. Anyone who loves as God does needs comfort. And how do we do it? Well, I want to give you a little tip. How about this week? just sitting with him for five minutes every day with no other agenda but allowing the unspoken words in your heart, your words of comfort, to speak to the unspoken need in God. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott there. Wonderful reflection that she had about the story of Pope John, the 23rd's good friend Guido. And making an analogy about uh, being present to God and, and letting him be present to us, being buoyed by that presence. After the break, you're going to hear a really good input from Deacon Josh Clayton. He's from Bathurst. And he's going to talk to us about baptism, just what a big deal it is, and how we should recognize it as a big deal and remember. And if we don't know, to search out what were the details of our baptism, because it's uh, today of us being drawn into the family of God. That's after the break. First up, though, you're going to hear some music from Crowder. We've got a bit of Chris Tomlin in the mix as well with Countless Wonders. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. Sorrow that heaven can't heal 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. You reign it in this power above the world you make. Across the sky is written 
your majesty and praise and still you move in mercy and hear the humble heart for every soul that's searching Jesus there you are your beauty fills the sky your glory reigns in brilliant light great God of countless wonders the bush deacon josh clayton baptism's a pretty important thing we hear about it in scriptures we hear of the baptism of jesus by john we hear of the immense moment that that was but i suppose for many of us we don't think about baptism much we don't think of when it occurred who was present maybe who baptized you what was the circumstances it's a really wonderful thing for us to take time to reflect on. I'm, I am blessed in many ways, but one of the ways I'm blessed is with my ordination, I received a certificate. And at that certificate, it lists the date of my baptism, which says and reminds me that baptism matters. Baptism is something that is important to each and every one of us. Many in different churches 
expressed in different ways that celebration of the day that you are baptised. But for most, there's some sort of record, some sort of moment where you remember that this is your baptism date. I'd like to encourage everyone listening here now to maybe drill a bit deeper and find out when was the moment you were baptised. Was it a church service? Was it when you were young? Was it when you were older? What was the date you were baptised? It's important. It makes a difference to the life and the relationship that you have with God. It's important to recognise it, celebrate it. Each year we celebrate our birthdays, we celebrate anniversaries, we celebrate lots of key things. We have lots of international days that draw attention to the importance of how we celebrate and live our lives in our global world. Maybe we should open up a little bit more and take more time to reflect on when we were baptised. Maybe it's something you can write down and have nearby. I know I can see my baptism date every time I look at a certificate. Maybe it's time we all took the time to reflect on how baptism has changed our lives. Thanks so much to Deacon Josh Clayton there. That, that's fantastic. Great breaking open of the importance of our baptism. I know when mine was. It was the 21st of December 1968, the longest day of the year, the most light. That's how I remember it. It's uh, the summer solstice. And I know different traditions and different churches get uh, baptized at different ages and stages, but uh, for me that was uh, that was a baptism made when I was an infant and then getting drawn into making adult decisions around my faith later on with confirmation, etc. But we should all be joyful and mark and remember the day of our baptism as being hugely significant in our journey of discipleship. And thanks to the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, for reminding us of the importance of that. Trish McCarthy, after the break, she's going to talk to us about being discerning, particularly in our diets, and take some some really key phrases from Proverbs to be her cue in in alerting us to the importance of that. That's after the break. First up, there's a bit of music from Hilary Scott. It's called The River. It's a great song. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and wherever you're listening in from, thanks for joining us on The Journey. Wishing you couldn't let them go Do you feel like an orphan searching for a home? Well, there's a love that fills what's empty There's a place you can be changed There's a God who knows you He's calling out your name Come on From the giver of endless grace And everyone is welcome here To dive into the waves So leave the questions far behind you Leave your past back on the shore And run with wild abandon 
I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sister, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sister, let's go down, down to the river to pray. Come on down to the river, come be washed in the blood, and your sins will be forgiven by the power of His love. Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for milk and honey with Trish McCarthy. I've heard that the two most common phrases in our language today are Google it and I have an app for that. A plethora of information is available to us at the touch of a button, overwhelmingly so. One thing I've found useful in my journey is developing a discerning heart. The book of Proverbs wisely advises, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. When it comes to diets and nutrition, a discerning question I'll ask myself takes the shape of, is it sustainable over a long period of time? There are many approaches to nutrition. High fat, low fat, low carbs, no carbs, zone, paleo, Atkins, and each have their advantages and disadvantages. However, in my experience, I don't want to get healthy instantaneously. I want to be healthy. I don't want to get fit and well momentarily. I want to be fit and well. So the actions I take today want to be sustainable for a lifelong pattern of health and wellness. After reading, experimenting, playing, creating, listening to my body and reflecting, I've found a balance in the foods I consume that is sustainable, life-giving, energising and nourishing. For one week, try and extend yourself to switch off to marketing, advertising, gimmicks and the like and practice listening to your body. When buying food for the week, stick to the edges of the supermarkets and only get the essentials from middle aisles. Better yet, head to the fruit and veg market and shop for your week's needs based on what's available. Add a little bit of meat, a few nuts and seeds, a few herbs and spices for seasoning and record how your body responds. Then make some judgments and commitments based on your experience. The gift of your body is wiser than you might think. Flex and strengthen your discerning heart muscle, not just spiritually, but physically too. I've enjoyed that from Trish McCarthy. Milk and Honey is her segment. She's uh, been a long time and, and really wonderful contributor to the show. We keep using her stuff and, and we're repeating it from time to time because it's, uh, it's just really quality stuff and great insights for us, timeless insights about living well and living well in union with God and, and God's word. Today she spoke to us about being discerning in our, in our diet. Now, after the break, you're going to hear from Father Mike Delaney. He's from down in Tasmania. God in the Everyday is his segment. And he's got a story for us about uh, a little trip he did to Bruny Island and what it woke him up to. That's after the break. First up, though, is Ellie Holcomb. 
I will carry you. We'll have a bit of Jason Crab in there too, free at last. After the break, Father Mike Delaney. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. I know you're tired, I see it in your eyes All that anxiety that rules your mind I'll be your shield when you don't feel like you've got strength enough to fight I'll stand by your side I will carry you Through your darkest night When you're terrified I will carry you When the waters rise When your opens dry I'm from Yarrambool, New South Wales, and you're on the journey. I was a prisoner to myself. I was the maker of my chains. I was shackled by the things I thought I wanted. I thought they made me free. I didn't see their hold on me. All along it was you I really wanted I've been so 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I travel to Bruny Island once a month to celebrate Mass for a small number of parishioners who live on the island full time. I feel embarrassed as they thank me for making the effort for just a few people. The story of the ongoing commitment to celebrating Mass on Bruny Island has some links to my family story, albeit remotely. When I was a child, I lived in a parish in the northern suburbs of Hobart, with a main church and a smaller community in a new subdivision. At first, the Mass in this new area was celebrated in a small family home as the community started to grow. It was only later that the church was built. The parish priest at the time was Father John Wallace, a wonderful priest who had recently celebrated his 25th anniversary of priesthood when we came to the parish. We were to meet up with him a few years later when we returned to Tasmania after living in Geelong for four years, when he was enthusiastically embracing the liturgical reforms of the Second Vatican Council. I didn't really know it at the time, but he was an important player in the life of the church in Tasmania. 
as they'd been challenged over 25 years earlier by a parishioner living on Bruny Island, who asked him the question, why can't we have sisters to teach our children? Doesn't anyone care about us in the bush? The question was asked in 1933, just a year or so after Father John had been ordained. Ten years later, he founded a community of women known then as the Home Missionary Sisters of Our Lady and now known as the Missionary Sisters of Service. Their mission was to go into the highways and byways of Tasmania and then Australia and beyond, originally to meet the needs of people in these isolated and remote communities. Today, their involvement extends way beyond what Father John initially envisaged, but he would still have been celebrating their efforts and successes. Which brings me back to Bruny Island. Some 21 years plus since his death, travel to the island is more frequent and accessible than when Father John first went there in 1933. But the needs of these smaller communities are still just as real. And even though we have internet access for a whole variety of programs and activity, the hands-on personal interactions with people should be our first and foremost means of encounter. Which leaves me with a challenge. How do we meet people in this new age of communication in a way that addresses these same old concerns of being present to others? I don't have the answer, or it seems at times any ideas, but I do know that there are people in our pews who have these skills in areas which I can't even begin to understand fully, and we need to tap into those skills. But we might also need to be like Father John. We need to be prepared to step outside the comfortable and look at totally new ways of doing things. I know that Father John would have first gone to a place of prayer. Then he would have read material that is being produced on church leadership and the church documents of recent times. Then he would have participated in webinars and held gatherings with interested people and formed them to take new steps to address the issues. Maybe that's something I might do, and I might just make a difference as well. Child of God on my worst day, I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day, and you're the reason why I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Got this heartbeat in my chest. No, it doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so Gone. 
That's a great song to finish, eh, Kane? I'm so blessed. Music was great this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. Thank you to Max Norton for putting the show together, for picking out those tunes. I know he takes a, a bit of bit of time to try and link them in with the theme of our talks and for the theme of the the particular Sunday of the year or the week of the year in the church calendar, which is for us the sixth Sunday in ordinary time. We're getting pretty close to diving into the Lenten season. That journey towards Easter, we've got a nice early Easter and therefore a nice early Lenten season, six weeks of preparation for the great events of our salvation that we celebrate at Easter. And I know Max has got some wonderful things that he's preparing for you in the midst of that, including some some inputs from some of the contributors to the Diocese of Wollongong Lenten program called Triumph, a small group program and and daily gospel reflections or scripture reflections and and, daily, and weekly Sunday gospel reflections from some amazing people. We will be bringing you a number of those throughout that period. Thanks to Father Mike Delaney who uh, who contributed to this last part of the show with his little talk about his experience at Bruny Island and in particular caring for people in the bush. There's lots of people in faith communities that are just hanging out for access to, to good preaching, to good teaching, to formation and, and to Christian community. So we in the cities better not take it for granted, that's for sure. Thanks to him, thanks to Trish McCarthy and Deacon Josh Clayton, to uh, to Mother Hilda Scott from down there in the Abbey, and right at the start of the show to Father Slowick Plonker. Such a great fella. We're going we're gonna to miss him in our little part of the world, in the Diocese of Wollongong, where this show comes from, but uh, that's the gain of the people over in Western Australia, over there in Perth, as he heads over there in coming weeks. Anyhow, we'll be doing it all again next week. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on the journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.